Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We got to keep our eye on the ball and not get distracted, even though I know it's tempting that at this point the latest is that apparently lawyers um, trying to delay delay what's happening in Manhattan with what I feel is a political persecution in an unprecedented manner as we see the news focusing on former President Donald J. Trump as they're now saying that Trump, the Trump arrest is not likely until next week. So they're putting the pause on this, but a lot of drama but we have to keep our eye on the ball, and that is what's going on with well, two things. We've talked about internationally this the optics of Chinese President Xi in Moscow meeting with President Putin there. It's it's embarrassing for the United States of America. It's it's not a good look. And everybody's aware of it. Also, the optics of what's going on in the banking crisis. There's chaos. We have some financial reports coming out. We have the Fed meeting today and then tomorrow. And then we'll find out. We will find out what's going on with regard to are we going to see interest rates once again raised either a quarter percent or a half a percentage point to cool the economy. But it's it's a real mess. We're, we're hearing from the Fed and federal officials for the first time, keep in mind, since the collapse of SVB, SVB, the Silicon Valley Bank, as well as Signature Bank, the sale of Credit Suisse, and then that, that real lifeline, if you will, that was given out to First Republic. So the question, what are they going to do? What are they going to do now? A policy rate announcement is expected tomorrow, along with some new economic projections. That's what I was talking about initially. And, of course, we're going to hear from Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell and talk about pressure. And really, it's a no-win situation, I think, that they're in at this point, but they've put themselves in this position. And so and so now, what will they do? What will they end up doing? It's a, it's a real sticky situation. But the question is whether the Fed's you know, battle against this chaos and against the inflation will further destabilize banks and our banking system. So how the central bank is analyzing that possible trade-off, that's a huge question this morning. Now, we're told by all the experts out there, whether you believe them or not, that the good news, there is some good news in this, and I always have to put some some half, some glass half full <laughs> 
in there is that inflation appears to be on a well-established downward track. But the bad news, they say, is that further Fed tightening has the potential to, yes, worsen financial instability, threatening the economy with recession. And they're now saying the R word, recession, out loud. So lowering inflation comes at a cost, right? And has created this economic damage and some cracks in our financial system. And that's from all the top officials. So this week's events, starting today and tomorrow, is it going to crimp bank lending? (sighs) Yeah, no doubt. Reinforcing the R word from a little recession, from a little R to a big R. And, And by that, I mean... They're saying it out loud more and more. And and I think we knew this was going to happen, but how can they mitigate it? So the economic um, and unemployment growth forecast, all of that matters. And so they're looking at that. So I, I think it's it's all about the economy. We're feeling it in a real way. This is not a partisan issue. And I've talked about that a lot this morning. That was my point to, to Greg Stocker that I, I just think as we, as we move forward, you know what I, I fear? I fear that the Fed has in the past hesitated because of partisan politics because I think these are smart people and they know what they need to do. I don't think that, oh, they're idiots and they didn't know. No, that's not it. I think that being partisan causes them to not do what they need to do. And that further, that, that further exacerbates the problem. That's my point. So I hope they simply do the right thing as they look at this, because I think, I think there, there is a path forward that they can at, at the very least mitigate it. So I just want to, I just want to start out talking about the economy, really, as, as many people are distracted and talking about Trump and is he going to be fingerprinted? Is he going to be charged in partisan politics? I think. What's happening today and tomorrow, this is a huge economic, um, this is that crossroads. That's my feeling. And they've got to do the right thing. And maybe they're even being pressured, right, by, by this administration. But don't, don't take it. Don't take that bait. Do the right thing. Because I think there's a, there's a positive path forward. And we're all feeling the pain, whether it's at the grocery store, whether you're trying to even tap into your own money and then you feel like you can't because if you're selling your investments, you're selling them when they're way down. If you're trying to tap into your 401k, your hard-earned money, and that's Joe Biden. This is the Biden administration. They're doing that. It's very personal when somebody messes with your money. And that's why I I believe, I do believe that this administration and this president will be blamed. Because I think it's, it's one thing to talk about all the other issues going on in society, but the vast majority of Americans, when you feel a president has personally impacted your financial bottom line, it's, it's something that you cannot ignore. So blame Biden. That's my bottom line on that one. All right. We do have um, in Pennsylvania, and we've reached out to, to State Senator Doug Mastriano, who's the chair, of course, and has taken the lead, and I've talked about this a lot, in all of these different hearings on the Pennsylvania side with regard to what's happening with Norfolk Southern. It's not in the news as much. I know maybe it's not a so-called sexy story, 
but it's a, a huge issue. Uh, did, what's going on with Norfolk Southern? What are the ramifications for air quality, water quality, environmental impacts? We know that la- late last week, the Norfolk Southern CEO was to was scheduled to appear before the uh, Senate committee, and that was this week. That was yesterday that that he was scheduled to appear before the Senate Veterans Affairs and Emergency Preparedness Committee. And, of course, it's chaired by Senator Doug Mastriano. So they, they had that hearing 24 hours ago at the state capitol. And the results of that, you know, moving forward, we have a lot going on with that. So we've reached out with Mastriano. Even, even though we have him, he spoke out afterwards. But um, we'll talk about that moving forward. I'm just going to begin with Philadelphia, what's going on. I have to, I have to take you to this fire that, that is very suspicious as the firefighters were on the scene, have been on the scene all morning. And this is a place where nearly a year ago we had that deadly explosion and it's mysterious to me and I I just don't have all the answers. And so my spidey senses are triggered by this one. We have a lot of fires, by the way, across the region. I don't know if you've noticed that. But in this one in the suburbs, it's freakishly close. This house fire this morning where firefighters were called two homes, one completely gutted. And it's freakishly close to that explosion, deadly explosion in Pottstown, Pennsylvania, that happened a year ago, May. So firefighters and investigators on the scene, it's Hale Street. And the fire department was dispatched, we're told, for reports of a house fire. It then spread next door. No injuries, thankfully, but it's very close to the home that exploded back in May of 2022, killing five people. So a lot of neighbors, a lot of concern here saying, what is up with that? So we'll, we'll get to all of it for sure. So much that we want to talk about. We have some of the sounds. Do we want to start with, um, do we want to start with one of the fires? Locally, Anthony, we have yeah, the huge. Yeah, I mean, I think that's good. The huge and fire in New like Jersey. You said, who knows? Especially with we keep speaking on whether it's religion attacks on Catholics, Muslims. Oh wait, you're talking about the New Jersey church fire. So I was talking about the Pottstown. So let's set this one up. This one you're talking about the one in in Jersey, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. No, no, that's okay. I just want to set it up because I kind of jumped. I jumped into you right there talking about it. <clears throat> this one's the the huge fire at the church in um. In New Jersey, that's a church that seats three thousand people, right? Yeah, and and it took a hundred and fifty firefighters last night to battle it. Overnight, right? Started what after dinner time, maybe last night, and into all overnight into the to the wee hours of the morning, Anthony. Yeah, around six p.m. It started last night. Do we want to listen in? Yeah, yeah, let's listen in. This is uh, <laughs> NBC Ten reporting last night live from New Jersey. Uh, right now, fire officials say it's just too early to determine the cause of the fire. Right now, there are crews from many different fire departments from near and far that are on scene right now still trying to contain this fire some five hours after it started. And as you can see, this church building is no longer standing. An eight-alarm fire in Burlington County rips through the Fountain of Life Church in Florence Township Monday night. It's heartbreaking. It really is heartbreaking. I can't imagine those who've been here for 25, 30 years, what their hearts must feel like right now. It's, it's heavy. It's heavy. 
Fire officials say more than 100 firefighters were called out to Columbus Road just after 6 p.m. The entire church that can seat about 3,000 people up in flames. The area was very difficult uh, uh, for operations, very large building that had a very large footprint. We also have very limited water supply where we had to go to fill stations to bring water in to fight the fire. People in the neighborhood capturing the fire on their cell phones as the roof began to collapse along with the cross on top. Everybody's known that cross here in the entire area for 25, 30 years. So it's just that something's gone that was always here that everybody thought would always be here. Yeah, and so we don't have word of the cause of the fire yet. They're still investigating, but we'll, um, we'll certainly you know keep you posted on that one. They do have a church that is also in Trenton, if you're familiar. So a lot, there was some confusion initially. Which one was it? It's like, no, it's Florence Township. But um, it, it's just a horrible situation for people and, and a sad situation to just see the, the night sky lit up like that and then overnight into the wee hours of the morning and think about the fact that it's it's gone. It's done. <sighs> You know, I, I wanted to get into this a little, and I, I updated you yesterday. It was actually a developing story that was happening 24 hours ago with this big settlement reached in the 2020 Philadelphia protest where tear gas was deployed. And reports are 9.25, between a 9 and $10 million settlement. Four different groups represented by multiple attorneys and it was it was developing yesterday, so I didn't have everything down as far as how many groups we had, who was impacted, and it was over a period of a couple days. So this takes us back to the spring of 2020. We know that the George Floyd <clears throat> protests were underway nationally, and it started in Minneapolis. Obviously, it was a Minneapolis case, and and the the killing of George Floyd was being kneeled upon by a police officer who later uh, pleaded out and, and was on trial and so on, is in jail. But I was looking at some of the statistics for what happened because in the media, all we're hearing about, we're hearing quotes from these community members. And what a couple things struck me, and I'll get your take, 855-839-1210, but a couple things struck me. They conveniently held the news conference where they grouped everybody together, right? So there were some community members who I guess there were families in their homes and they were impacted by tear gas. That to me is very, and that was West Philadelphia, that to me is very different than the situation that happened with the protesters who were out in the Vine Street Expressway. There were, there were multiple police officers, law enforcement injured during that. These were not all peaceful and that is not a proper depiction. It, it, was it mostly peaceful? Yes. That's true, but it was not all peaceful, and there were law enforcement officers. If you look back, look back at the video, you see police cars, marked police vehicles burning. We know that there was there were some, I believe they were unmarked SUVs, as I recall, on the Vine Street Expressway, but in any event, I remember specifically um, talking to different law enforcement. There was a state trooper who was badly burned. It, it was nasty and suffered injuries, eye injuries, and continues to recover from that. You're not hearing that in the news. But as I was looking through what happened, the statistics, because they they put these reports out every year, the major 
cities, chiefs association, as well as other groups, more than 2,000 law enforcement officers were injured in those first weeks of protests over that spring and summer following the police killing of George Floyd. 2,000 law enforcement officers. And I just ask for perspective. When the media reports on this stuff, demonizing law enforcement for the use of tear gas, when in fact, everything they did, I, to my knowledge, most of that was, why did they have tear gas? Because it's approved. So it's not like they had some illegal canister of tear gas or illegal, illegally begotten. Yeah, like Agent Orange. Exactly. So the Major Cities Chief Association, that's a professional association, widely respected, and they're comprised of local law enforcement heads from 69 of the largest police agencies across America, as well as, by the way, some in Canada. And they detailed all of the unrest. They compiled the data. You can look it up for yourself. But they do this every year, by the way. It wasn't just focused on this particular year. But during that period, they talked about, in America, 8,700 protests nationwide, 574 declared riots with violence and other criminal acts. And the violence, but here's the thing, the violence was limited to 7% of those protests. And that's what's, it is so important to look at what happened when they said that 29% of all of the protesters involved in these things were paid protesters. Paid. And we, we think about that when you look at yesterday, the, the visual of the news conferences they held with all these attorneys, the majority of these so-called victims who were speaking out, especially the ones on the Vine Street Expressway, these are white people who are not from Philadelphia or from West Philadelphia. They're very different from residents who some of whom were, were uh, African-American homeowners who's children, the residents and the children were impacted by the the tear gas nearby. Very different situations to me. They grouped it all together and made it seem, if you were looking at the visual, that all of these people live together. They're neighbors. They're, no, 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 no. that's not what's going on here. And it, it just struck me, and I, and I just wanted to point that out to you. Those protesters, for example, who were clogging up the Vine Street Expressway, they were wrong. They were, they were wrong. There were people suffering with emergencies who need to get through. We have a, there's a reason that we have highways, right? This is a safety and security issue. And to, to clog up a major thoroughfare can put people in harm's way and danger. That's a dangerous situation. It's bad. Those law enforcement officers... Who were on, who were on the Vine Street Expressway trying to get people off. And I think the one, the one gentleman who was injured suffered severe eye injuries, to my knowledge, uh, was not a Philadelphia police officer. Although we had Philadelphia police officers, as you know, who were injured throughout that situation. But my, my whole point to this is perspective. And so the media coverage focuses on, oh, Philadelphia was wrong, bad police. And oh, bad policies, and they have to go and work with the community and have a deputy commissioner every six months go into the community. Okay, that's fine. That's perfectly fine. I, I would say 
not a deputy commissioner, quite frankly. I would encourage more police athletic league programs. I would encourage more uh, kids and young people and, and school children to have community interaction with police and bike cops, which, by the way, in Chestnut Hill, in the Chestnut Hill section of Philadelphia, Mount Airy, remember when we had the bike cops? Not so much anymore, do we? So we can talk about it. You can give me your opinion on it. But my, my, my main point to you that, that strikes me is the media bias within this. And it's by the lack of omission, by calling them peaceful protests in Philadelphia. And for example, if you own a business that was burned, I remember being afraid. And yeah. and everything was boarded up. Remember this? We had this show. Like I remember, I had uh, an email from Spike or uh, just an official like from Odyssey. our managers yeah, here to, to make our in. way to get into work to get past the National Guard. Exactly. <laughs> like. And and so none of that is being addressed. And and so it was a terrifying time to live in the city of Philadelphia. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it was it's definitely going down Walnut Street. Then it was definitely concerning. And they, and because they had major thoroughfares that they shut down, then we had to go through side streets and that made you vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I remember I was so upset because I'm coming in at four o'clock in the morning and I ran, a, I, yeah, I ran through, there was no traffic, mm-hmm. but I ran through a red light camera. I got, I paid the hundred dollars. I ended up paying it, but it was ironic to me that I still got the red light camera through a <laughs> Philadelphia neighborhood. When, in fact, there were some shady people in hoodies yeah. who were coming toward me. It's like, I'm not going sit, to sit here like a sitting duck. Yeah. No, I mean, it's a valid concern, especially when we're coming in that early. Who knows? I mean, yeah. it, it's definitely always a concern. And I think to your point about policing in Philadelphia, that is the number one thing. We need officers on the street, in the community, and aware of their neighborhoods and aware of of who is there and, and, and what they want and, and what the community feels about. Well, the them. officers are aware, Anthony. The issue is that the officers have been handcuffed because, God forbid, you do something that D.A. Larry Krasner does not want you to do, and you're going to lose your job. Well, I agree with you. I'm just saying I think we need people more aware of the police in our neighborhoods. And I, I agree they're probably handcuffed, <laughs> not probably, definitely are handcuffed by Larry Krasner. Yeah. But I think that... That is something that could change, I think, a lot pretty quickly. If we have a police presence on the street that is more just noticeable everywhere. If we, the police need to be an asset and, and something that us as a community look at as people that support us and we support them. You it know? takes leadership, and that's yeah. why this next mayoral, I mean, this primary coming up May 16th is huge. This yeah. is the Dawn Show. Dawn Stensland, our executive producer, Anthony Dorenzo, Jimmy Kelly, is our engineer, 855-839-1210. I'm on Twitter at Dawn Stensland. We'll take a quick break. We have more to update you on right around the corner. Headlines today. Warnings of a deadly fungal infection spreading at an alarming rate, according to CDC officials. It's called Candida auris. We'll talk about it moving forward. They're saying it's an emerging fungal threat spread at an alarming Whoa. rate in u.s healthcare facilities Gross. let's take your calls yes let's take your calls this is uh we have brad from quakertown anthony dorenzo's stomping ground hey brad you wanted to talk about maybe the defund the police movement and the big nearly 10 million dollar settlement doled out to protesters yesterday yes I- i'm a police officer in philadelphia 
and uh, I've been there for 35 years. The morale is horrible. The leadership is horrendous. From the mayor on down, DA, police commissioner, those cops that did their job that day, and I was working in Philadelphia when it was happening, those police officers that shot tear gas didn't just do that on their own. They were told to do that. And they were told to do that from the mayor or the police commissioner. They're a bunch of liars if they say they did. Of all the people that were arrested, all those criminals that caused harm, people couldn't get their kidney dialysis, cancer treatments, destroyed properties. No one's talking about people lost their livelihoods, stores, all their inventory, places closed. People are out of business. People lost their jobs. No one talks about that. Talk about these poor souls that were criminals and they're getting paid. Mm-hmm. The only two people that they're prosecuting are two police officers, Bologna and Nicoletti. That's all they're going after. Which is a they disgrace. It's a disgrace. It is a disgrace. Yeah. I lived in Philadelphia for a long time and we moved to Quaker Town two years ago because of this nonsense. I went from a 15 minute commute to work to two hours now. It's ridiculous. Morale is horrible. And when they tell you they're 1,200 down, they are a bunch of stinking liars. We're at least 2,000 police officers down. Where I work, we got big shots of telling us that you can get by with one and two and three cars on the street when we're supposed to have six and seven. They don't care. They do not care. Somebody's going to get killed, injured severely. And, and even at that, how about the citizens that are paying for safety and they're not getting it? Right. It's, it's a disgrace. It's horrible. The next mayor is not going to do a damn thing either. So what would they have to I mean, the problem at this point with what you're saying, Brad, you know, even if they're trying to get people through their recruitment classes, I guess unless they recruit them from other police forces and they're already trained, how do we make up for those that level of numbers of shortages? I'll tell you what the recruits are doing and they're smart. They're going through our police academy. They're taking tests in the suburbs. And as soon as they get, they, they work one day, and then they quit, and they go to the suburbs. They already got a job lined up. The last couple classes has happened. Say there's four or five people. They come in. They graduate on a Friday. They have the weekend off. The first day they come in, they say, I quit. All their credentials are done. The city paid for everything. They move on to Horsham or Sheltonham or whatever township, and they didn't pay a damn thing for them to come over there. Well, what They're smart. They're They're not getting people. No one wants this job. No one wants to be a teacher and no one wants to be a cop. Yeah. And this is this is the the current leadership. So are you you're still working, but are you have you already given your notice that you're retiring? I'm in the drop program. The drop program is a four year program. I have just about two years to go and I'm counting down every single day. How does your family feel about, you know... My I, wife's never worried about me being on the street until this last two or three years. That's what I'm hearing. She worries more that I'm going to not get shot or stabbed or anything like that. I've been run over by cars. I've been stabbed at. I've been shot at. I went through the whole gamut of things. She's more worried that I'm going to get fired from my mouth or <laughs> me clocking somebody that gets in my way. And she asked me before, when you get in a, in a confrontation with somebody, what do you do? I said, I put that first person, I put an elbow right in their face and knock them down. I am not getting hurt. Mm-hmm. If they're threatening me or somebody I work with, I put them down. 
and then I cuff them, and then when they go to the hospital, I'm not going to the hospital. I've been to the hospital too many times. Yeah. I do my job. I do it correctly. There are hands that handcuffed. They can't do anything. And, and <clears throat> the police officers working out there, you're a fool if you do anything active. Because this commissioner and this the staff and administration, all they're doing is looking to get people fired and get people yeah. suspended. And then, and of course, and then Larry will fire you, not only fire you, he'll prosecute you. Yeah. Well, that's what everybody seemed, the media seemed yesterday to have amnesia, Brad, because remember when this all first happened, Kenny and the new, she was relatively new at that time, the police commissioner, outlaw, they came out and, and said that they, that yes, the, uh, the permission had been given out. Remember this? And they, and I yeah, thought, I right? And I, I was like, oh, good. They're, they're, they're standing by the officers and that they used what the tools that they needed to use. But then they came back and changed their story and then apologized. You remember that? Yes. And there's, there's all kinds of dissection between the, <clears throat> excuse me, the big shots, you know, the big bosses about who's saying what and what's being done. There, there's, I don't care if she was a new commissioner. She's the boss. Guess what? Mm-hmm. It's on your plate. You got to take care of it. It happened on your on your watch. Get it done. Get it safely done. Police officers don't want to have any harm with anybody. No one wants to have a confrontation. She want to do their jobs. Go home each day, safely to their families and her, you know, the kids and their wives and her, you know, husbands, whoever, whatever they are. You know what I mean? No one wants any problems. And all of a sudden now. Oh, uh, we're the bad guys because you guys, listen, I blame the crossing guard unit. How can they weren't out there crossing them safely across 676? <laughs> How can they weren't out there? Blame them. Mm-hmm. You're going to tell me 676 or I-95 or a major corridor in Philadelphia is going to be closed down because somebody just wants to. Oh. Well, I want to go into the White House and sit down and talk to Joe Biden, you know, because I want to. Should I be allowed to do that? No way. It's not going to happen. Right. You can't just do what you want. You have to follow some kind of rules. There's no, there's no accountability anymore. There's no consequences for anything that anybody does anymore. Yeah. And it, no one cares anymore. Listen, no one cares. The, the city is gone. It's gone. It's not going to come back. It's gone. That's why you got all the good people and all the money is moving the hell out. It's turning to ghetto. It's going to be Detroit soon. I just hope my pension's safe. Well, that's in question, too. They're in the budget hearings. They were trying to get uh, Doug Mastriano on but to talk about the budget hearings that are happening in Harrisburg right now. So um, we'll, we'll talk about that moving forward. But, Brad, I sure appreciate you, and thank you for protecting. I'm a longtime city resident with my family, so yeah, me, I appreciate you. Me and my you. wife grew up and lived in the city a entire life yeah. until we moved here. Just two and, years uh, ago. You said it's worth the move. It's worth the move. I went from no, no, no mortgage to a mortgage. I'll never probably pay off. I'll probably be dead by the time it's paid off. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brad, but, uh, we we're, appreciate we're, you. Out the, we're out of the ghetto. We're out of the ghetto. Wow. The elite is a ghetto. I don't care where you're talking about. It's a ghetto. Jeez. Well, take care of yourself, Brad. Thank you for your service. We appreciate you. Very good shows. Thank you very much. Oh, thanks. Thanks a million. I hate to hear that. I did the opposite. I moved from Quakertown to Philly. So, yeah. And then, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I hope. I hope. I. I don't know. I. As much as I really appreciate him, but I. I. We just need new leaders because he's right. We are. We're on a terrible track. We are on. And when. <laughs> when I always have this in my back pocket. When our leaders do this, this is just what we are resulted with. Yeah, but I'll Brad. Well, I'm not here. Well, I'm not mayor, and I can enjoy some stuff. But. <laughs> yeah, but Brad is one of the many callers that you hear yeah. on the show. And if you had a dollar for every caller who's called in to say, you know, I got this amount of time in mm-hmm. and I'm putting in my I'm putting in my re- retirement in about two years. Mm-hmm. I'm counting down the days. And what, what do you think the ratio is to police or teachers? Who do you think is quitting more police or teachers? Police. I'd say. Or is it about the same? It's a I mean, <clears throat> we are down. We are way down in teachers as well. Mm-hmm. And there's news we'll talk about moving forward and that is the chilling effect of this so-called equity that's happening remember within some of the best schools in philadelphia the charter schools and they made it so that it's no longer a situation where you earn your way into these schools where there are long waiting lists oh no 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 to create equity and inclusion the philadelphia school system made it so that it's a lottery you get lucky well now what we're seeing is guess what happened now we're seeing again student populations leaving philadelphia because their parents are leaving philadelphia because they're saying i'm not going to take the chance of whether or not my kid gets quote-unquote lucky we're out we're out of the city we're leaving it's sad it really is and so now they're firing teachers right so you hear teachers saying almost the same thing as as a police officer and yesterday this whole 10 million dollars to a bunch of protesters right now and you, you're, you're a business in Philadelphia and, and you're struggling. Yep. Yeah. I mean, what a slap in the face. I mean, geez, I mean, stop putting your middle finger up at people. You've been doing this since the pandemic started. So true. Dawn Show is going to continue with much more. Your calls, 855-839-1210 is the number to call. We'll talk about, ooh, that deadly drug resistant fungus ooh. that they're warning is spreading rapidly at an alarming rate across the United States. I mean, what else could possibly go wrong? (laughs) We've got it all covered for you, though. Locally, nationally, the fungus to the finances. We got it all covered. We'll be right back. You know, in less than, we got, what, 90 days? Less than 90 days till the big mayoral primary election. Those new attack ads are out in the Philly mayoral race. Right? Major endorsements. Oh, the claws are coming out. And so who do you think is, I don't know, the lesser of uh, the evils or the better? Who do you like? Who don't you like? Um, I know that, you know, we have what's fascinating to me as I look at thinking about former mayors who are speaking out. We told you, what was it, last week that Mayor Michael Nutter, former Mayor Michael Nutter, he had endorsed Rebecca Reinhart. We talked about that. And then uh, former Mayor John Street coming out. So it's it's fascinating to me to see these, and I don't remember this happening as much, um, but the former mayors both backing Reinhardt, former city controller, but there are a total of 12 candidates running to be the city's 100th mayor. So we have, I don't know if you have this commercial or if we want to air some of the commercials, and I don't know, we don't want to give them free airtime, I guess. Yeah. But the one is Reinhardt's campaign uh, says you know, where where they're endorsing her with her. And it says the, the big, you know, they have the three of them on screen. So you see the former mayors and then Reinhardt, she's in the middle. 
And then it says, Street and Nutter endorse Reinhardt for Philadelphia mayor. And that's the, the paid commercial there. So, but the airwaves, you know, getting, uh, getting crowded with some, you know, negative campaigns, criticizing different candidates by name. And what I see is because I think Jeff Brown, you always look to who are they attacking? Mm-hmm. And they seem more and more like they're attacking Jeff Brown and saying, oh, he's not who he says he is yep. in the one ad. Well, what does that tell you? It tells me that they're they're thinking he's leading the polls, which, of course, he is. And so I think that's, you know, one one takeaway there. Well, and I think, to your point, even Helen Gim, who thought she had all this support, it seems like her camp is a little worried with, I mean, with their press lately and... I mean, they put out a press release re- re- attacking us after the Dom mayoral form. And, and I, I just feel like they're clawing for any sort of press because they really need it. And t- to your point, I feel like the only name I've been really seeing in the headlines in the past week or two has been Jeff Brown. Mm-hmm. And to me, I mean, all of these people I have criticisms of. But to me, like you said, if someone's a target, why are they a target? And And on top of that... I mean, him opening those stores in in parts of Philly that really needed it. I think, if anything, that kind of goes against their narrative against him. Well, and so think about, to me, part a piece of this is, think about this morning, since 6 o'clock this morning. Listen to Wink Wink Brad, whose real Mm -hmm. name is not Brad, but, you know, who called in, Philadelphia policeman. So think about all of the hopelessness. What is something that we all hope, hope for and wish for in Philadelphia we love the city of Philadelphia. We we hope that we can turn this around post-pandemic. So to me, the person who is the most hopeful and who offers the solution is the one who will garner a lot of votes. And Jeff Brown, remember, he was out there early. Even he ran those Super Bowl ads. Yeah. And talking yeah. about that he was a guy who was part of the solution, keeping the ShopRite stores open, even in those so-called food deserts. And that's part of piece of you know thinking about the economy and the fed meeting something that's very personal is when you go to the store and the milk is a fortune or the the eggs if you can find them dollar store stop selling eggs right now stop selling them um so that it's a real issue it's personal so here's somebody who can go out there and say hey i kept my stores open to your point, Anthony. Well, and even today, the Inquirer puts out a story speaking mm-hmm. on one of the managers there. Uh, I, I believe it was a produce manager mm-hmm. who Lamar spe- Hunter. Yes, who who is now he's a former convicted uh, felon, and now he is working and has it. I mean, these are the kind of things Democrats claim to want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I know I understand Jeff Brown is a Democrat, but I guess he's not the traditional uh, progressive Democrat that they're looking for um, in this current. Uh, climate. So I, I think that's exactly why it's getting attacked. And on top of all the things he's done, that too, I mean, to your point, I feel like it just contradicts all of these attacks toward him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this is, you know, that's, that's the, that's his story is that he's somebody, Brown is somebody who's putting himself out there as a solution based businessman, not a career politician. That's the, you know, his narrative. Now I know that opponents are saying, hey, he's not really who he says he is. But this carries a lot of weight because he's not defund the police. That's not what mm-hmm. he's saying. It's a different message. It's saying that we we believe that people should have the right. If you did things in a, in a way that was illegal when you were younger, and the gentleman they're focusing on, they start out by saying, 
um, this Mr. Hines is another person, Lamar Hunter. They were people who only knew a life of maybe where you didn't have a pathway to a good job. Mm-hmm. The one guy they interviewed, 35 years old, first real job. So turning it around, served his time, and now deserves a life at a chance at redemption. That's that's a great message for any candidate to say, I'm I'm doing this. I'm not a partisan politician talking about something. I've actually done this. Yep. And as I, in the private industry. Exactly. And that goes against the entire evil rich narrative mm-hmm. that they want to do. I mean, obviously that's more of a right. national thing, but they always localize it. And if someone like Jeff Brown who got tax credits, but he's opening grocery stores in communities that desperately need it desperately i mean these are this like it's half these people are using their ebt and their food stamps on a poppy store where you know you can just get a a burger and chips and like they need grocery stores and not only that that this is why the soda tax was created to incentivize businesses to be in these areas and it looks like government doesn't necessarily make it happen but someone like jeff brown did and and i'm not jeff brown's not perfect i'm not trying to throw him up on this amazing pedestal but he deserves credit for those things especially from democrat supporters now i also want to ask you know about mayor jim kenny who who has even though he did apologize for saying it the way he said it but who has made it very clear he can't wait <laughs> to uh, move on to retirement, right? Yeah, we're counting down the days, too. (laughs) So Mayor Kenny and Pennsylvania Senator Anthony Williams, and remember they ran against each other. It got a little contentious last time around. But now they're appearing as big bosom buddies in this commercial together, (laughs) and they're supporting Stephen Zappala for for attorney general. So does does it hurt somebody? I mean, Thankfully, they're not endorsing somebody for mayor because I don't I think if I were an opponent to somebody who was endorsed by Mayor Jim Kenny, I think I'd have a field day with that one. Yeah, it's like, uh, (laughs) no, we we, look, we're we're good here. You know, you you could just step aside and and just go away. Now, we we really don't need you. It's no, I don't want your money touching my money. Why? Because you're a jinx. Put him in the bathroom. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know. And then they have. The debate over stop stop and frisk that that is uh, going on as well. Well, can, it's it's going to get uglier as as we move along because now we're like I say we're in the final home stretch, less than ninety. Days oh, I'm sure. Though, right? Th- these ads are going to be coming fast and furious on this station, and you're and by April you're going to be tired of even hearing it because they're going to be all over the place. I mean, I will say to be fair, until I mean, obviously it's starting to shift a little bit. Most of the candidates. Um, other than I, I feel like I'm biased a little bit. But other than Helen Gim, I feel like most of the candidates are really talking about what they would do and how they would handle it. And I really do like that. We need more of we need. That's what politics needs to be. We need less of this attacking and finger pointing, and more of what will I do? What can I do for the city of Philadelphia? And I hope that you know whether it's Rebecca showing the former mayor supporting her, um, or Jeff Brown talking about the tax credits and the stores and the former convicts he's hiring. I think all of those things that creates a conversation that can eventually help us. And that's what we but, really need. But to your point, that that we've entered this new phase. We're actually yeah, yeah. we're actually less than less than sixty days. It's 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 crazy how fast it's gone. But so the latest ad that I'm talking about is calling out Jeff Brown mm-hmm. and saying he's not who he says he is. And so that's the difference that now it's it's getting yeah. down to the wire. It's getting ugly. 
And then there's one funded by candidate Alan Dahm's campaign and includes those references to report about the use of video of former First Lady Michelle Obama in those pro-Brown ads mm-hmm. and her office saying she is not supporting him. So there's a lot of campaign drama. Uh, and then when it gets nationalized like that, that yeah. frustrates me. But. Right. It'll all be coming soon. Helen yeah. Gim doesn't care about Philadelphia. <laughs> she doesn't care about 1210. Once 1210 pushed away, yes, she has bigger middle fingers than Jim Kenny ever had. What and you- Jim Kelly, you bring up, see, you bring up the good point of the media. Right. That in the, in the media and it's vis- in the visual ads. Mm-hmm. They're, what they're doing is you'll notice they'll take the video, they'll slow-mo it, mm-hmm. right. then they make it black and white, <laughs> then it's yeah, posterized. Yeah. Or they'll put it in bright red. Yeah, yeah. At, right? <laughs> with with a bright red, like some kind of a logo slashed across the black and white. Yeah. And then it's the spooky, creepy voice that goes along with it, to your they point. They don't want your Philadelphia is in fear. Yeah, it's always <laughs> like, it's just totally, every single time it's the same thing. Philadelphia is a ticking time bomb. <laughs> Do you know that if Helen Gim is elected, we all are doomed. PHT <laughs> will be shut down from the ground up. Goodbye, Odyssey. I want to make sure Odyssey is out of Philadelphia if I'm elected mayor. <laughs> And let me drop a few F-bombs in the same process, oh too. God. No, none of that. None of that. <laughs> mayor Nutter, what do you think of uh, Helen Gim winning mayor? Well, look, Completely you know, dumbass idea. Look, I think Helen Gim is a, a total joke. <laughs> and to be quite honest with you, if I had my choice, I'd run for mayor, but I don't want to do it. I'll be fully, I'll fully admit it, but Helen Gim is it, it's, it's a nightmare. It's we're, we're doomed. <laughs> That's so spot on. Love it. I know. <laughs> I'm we'll better a, at that. We'll take a, a quick break. We'll come back with more developing news for you and get you updated on everything that's going on with Dawn, Anthony, Jimmy. We got it all covered live from Odyssey World Headquarters. I'm Dawn Stensland at Dawn Stensland on Twitter eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. If you want to sound in, we'll be right. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.